This episode of the Horse Feed UK podcast has been brought to you by the Dressage Coach. Check out their online digital training hub over at thedressagecoach.com. Hi guys, thank you for joining us for episode 21 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. Coming up in today's show, we've got the lovely Samantha Osborne guest hosting a brilliant interview with Jade Affleck, Love Island contestant, model and all-round equestrian. You're going to really enjoy finding out the behind-the-scenes goss on what it's like to be a contestant on Love Island and also what it takes to be an equestrian model. Also coming up, we're joined as usual by the lovely Maddie from thedressagecoach.com. She's bringing us a top training tip and you're going to hear a little bit about the equestrian hub that's just been launched. If any of you are struggling to get out and about or to get an instructor to come to the yard, this is definitely a resource for you. Grab a coffee, sit back and enjoy. So we're back, me and Amy. (laughs) For our usual sort of fortnightly catch up, just before we got on the recording, I was like, right, come on, Amy, what have we got to say? What was your response? Not a right lot, but we'll wing it like we always do. <laughs> it's, um, I think everybody must be in the same boat. Yeah, at this time of year, it's always hard work for everyone anyway. It's cold, it's wet, it's miserable, it's dark. Everyone's got stuff going on. Everyone's skint after Christmas. Yep. Everyone's feeling a few extra pounds after Christmas. Tell me about it's it. It's always just like, bleh. And then to be told, well... You stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go out. You can't go out for food. You can't go out for a drink. Probably a good thing. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Couldn't afford to anyway. Um, never seen so many people hacking out. There no? was a convoy of nine this morning, you know. Nine all on horses. It's like, wow, it's pony yeah. club. But yeah. Got to uh, make the most of it because I think this week is the first, well, since Christmas, I've ridden Caddy twice up until this weekend. The ice. And Harmony once. Yeah. All three of mine fell over within the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Most of it was Caddy's fault, so she's taking the blame for all three. It's just been difficult, hasn't it? And yeah. everybody that I've spoken to, we've we've cracked on and got a few recordings sort of in the bank for, for future episodes. But And I've spoken to people all over the country, mm-hmm. sort of Scotland, down south, and I think there's not been anybody that's not been hit no. by the frost. I think we've probably got it the best, but I think anyone that is struggling, we've had quite a few people on that have gone over mindset and kind of positive thinking and stuff like that. So yeah. if you are feeling a bit down and you are struggling me and sam are always here if anyone wants to reach out to us but maybe go back have a listen there could be something you can take away from it definitely there's resources like dan ap comes on and especially in some previous episodes the last one he did a brilliant one on winter blues and sort of coping and he's got a free uh, mindset workbook as well like if anybody just wants to be you know a bit of jigging up type thing and he has got a group as well that you can join on facebook that i'm a member of and i just keep redoing it i'm gonna yeah. jump back on i think because it just gives you some focus and something to do doesn't it yeah of course I think it's always good to have something to focus on. I mean, coming up into the show season and the eventing season, the show jumping and everything, no one knows what's going on. Yeah. All the societies are saying, look, please bear with us. We know as much as you. We're hoping to get something in. We're planning. People are putting contingency dates in place this year, I think, yeah. just in case. We don't know what's happening. We're going to try and find out, though. We're going to put some feelers out, aren't we, and see if anybody will come out and sort of speak to us from any of sort of the larger shows or organisations um, in the future episodes. I think it doesn't matter how big or small you are with what you're trying to organise. The thing at the moment is, if you don't prepare, it won't happen. Yeah. It's that old motto, isn't it? You're on the committee. What's your local committee saying? Planning as if we're going to go ahead with no- as normal. Right. Because then, if we can, it's ready to go. If it's not... But at least, yeah, yeah, prepare, uh, yeah, failure to prepare. <laughs> but, oh, no, yeah, that's yeah. the one, that's the one. That's so. the, and it's the same with the horses, as we all know. So I've been bringing my two back in work this week. We've just been doing some lead change over jumps yep, with both the girls. So I'm planning, I'm getting there. We are. We will be doing something, whether we don't get out at all. I would love to be able to just do a flying change on my pony. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at at the minute. We've, the legs are all over the you place. You want to check out the dressage coach? I do. The hub's yeah. really good, you know. I've been on and I've been having a look. They've got everything on there, sort of like fitness and, and eating and dieting. And if you if that's something that you're interested in. And then also just like the basic tips. And then Maddie's really good because she's got some audio that you can play as right. well. So, yeah, um, as soon as my saddle arrives, which still hasn't come. 
we're counting down, we're counting down. But you've actually been quite busy, really. You have been doing stuff. We've been long lining. I don't like I think it's doing me and my steps more good than anyone wants to giggle, go check out Sam's running. <laughs> oh don't, it's awful. It's like I, I promise you all I can run, but it's like as soon as I've got a horse, no if I do in to five K it's fine, but it's like as soon as I've got a horse, what was it Colette said? She said you dish, you've got a bad dish. You dish and you, your arms don't move and she just waddles like a little penguin down the road. I do, I do. It's awful, it's awful. But it's getting my steps up anyway. It is. So, and, and Cyril's getting better and, yeah, you know, we, we're quite fortunate where we are. This one of the reasons I wanted to be on this yard because the hacking, it's good. There's, it is roads, but it's not busy roads and no. the drivers are really courteous and stuff like that. So Ooh, we're really fortunate. Bridal path running across the yeah. path, so we are lucky. Which, yeah, busy bridal path at it the moment. Some of them horses look very surprised though to see a horse with no rider on. You know, with me behind when I'm longlining. We had one stop the other day and she was like, oh God, I'm sorry. He just wonders what's going on with you because he's just not used to seeing a horse with no rider. Mine do that. Is this a thing? You don't have to carry it. Get walking, mum. No. No, That's it. Lose some weight first. Come on, run. So yeah, so sorry we've not got many updates, guys. But if you if you've got any information that you want to share with us, do sort of DM at the Horse Feed UK or get me or Amy or any of the brand ambassadors as well. You know we've had some really good recommendations. Got some newbies. Come. We have, we have. I introduced them in the last show and we did a post on Sunday. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, if, if you're interested, guys, and you want to go and follow, we've, from a range of activities, everybody does something a little bit different from all over the UK. Uh, everyday equestrians, riders. Um, Katie's got a YouTube channel as well. Where she show, yeah, yeah, she shows some jumping Don't on tell the cob. Right, <laughs> we need to get on YouTube. That's we're, we're going to stay. This is the royal we. This is the royal we. And um, we'd love to get out on location, but. As is everybody, we're sort of we're at the mercy of the government at the moment. So fingers crossed for restrictions to be lifted in the summer. Yeah. But we've got a good interview for you this time. So Samantha Osborne, our lovely brand ambassador and guest host, is chatting to Jade Affleck, who was on Love Island. I do watch that. It's my long guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love it as well. I love it as well. And it was a really interesting interview, actually. They talk about everything from Love Island and horses, and Jade's a proper equestrian. And I think I think maybe Samantha Osborne gets it as well. It's like, as a woman, you can't be pretty and successful and good at what you do. Yeah. Otherwise, think- other women hate on you. I hate that. It's horrible. It's like, whereas, listen to the interview with Jade. She's absolutely lovely. She's really down yeah, to earth. And, yeah, no, just fantastic. Like, don't judge a book by its cover and let's, let's show each other some love. I know. I think what they say, in the, some of the aspects they cover tie in really well as well with the the whole mental health awareness and everything and just be kind yeah. where did that go yeah. i know yeah it's like now we've all been in lockdown for a little while it's like we've stopped it now we're just keyboard warriors and we you know we're quite happy to say stuff that we'd never say to people's faces and it's it's not not nice guys so yeah you know. if you like me and sam just say it to each other's faces. <laughs> we might fall out for half an hour but we soon get over it's it it's the best way honest to god and if, if you think what was it is it nice is it relevant is it kind and if it's not shush just stop stop saying it live and let live type thing so yeah um we hope that you enjoy the interview with jade as always if you've got any suggestions or any recommendations or you want to come on the show hit us up we're more than happy um especially at the moment i never have enough to talk about and poor amy is like cabin fevered up to the nines not being able to get the ponies out i might be rocking in a corner on the next episode (laughs) let me out somewhere (laughs) so until next time guys enjoy the show and as we say check us out on instagram over at the horse feed uk and stay safe Hi, Jade. Thank you for coming on the show today. Perhaps you could just start off by introducing yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your horses and their daily routine. Um, so I'm called Jade Affleck. I've had horses since I was three years old. I currently have two. I have an off-the-track thoroughbred who's just turned five. And I have a 15-year-old Irish sports horse who I event. Um, at the minute, obviously, with it being winter, it's just non-stop with the horses. I'm up early, mucking out, riding before work. So it's quite like a stressful time at the minute because you've not only have I got to juggle like my my daily work routine, it's like juggling the horses because there's no turnout and it's it's a bit of a nightmare if I'm honest. Absolutely. There's nothing worse is there than a full-time job and then having to battle muddy horses and mucking out stables and just everything ends up filthy from your car to you know your house it's just a nightmare isn't it oh god yeah 
don't even talk to me about my car. I think I, I've got more straw in my car than I have in my stable, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, really tough. I mean, it's not something I've got to say I'm missing that much this year as mine are turned away, but... You know, the, the years and years of routine, but who needs a gym when you've got stables to muck out? And obviously you're looking in amazing shape and we'll lead on to talk about that a little bit more about your sort of modelling and things that you've been doing. So how did you get into horses then? So um, I've been really lucky because I am from quite a privileged background and since day one, my mum has always had horses since she's been a young mm-hmm. girl. Um, and then I kind of, I've had no choice, if I'm honest, because <laughs> they've always been in my life. And I think I'm that much of an animal lover. Yeah, I don't know. It's more, it's not a hobby for me. It's a lifestyle. And Absolutely. Like, I don't know. They're just part of me now. Um, obviously, when I was three years old, I got my first pony. Um, and I used to do quite a lot of showing. And then right. I kind of, I think... I was that disheartened because everybody seemed to have better ponies than me. You kind of think that you you don't have a good pony because it's all about what the judge wants on the day at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, so I started doing a, a tiny little bit of show jumping and then that was just me. I, I, from the age of eight or nine, I competed show jumping, not to a, a mega high level, but I was doing county and I was going all over the country really doing like shows and I actually give up horse riding for a few years just due to like family commitments and things and when I come back I thought you know what like I'm going to get out there and I'm going to start eventing because I used to watch it on the telly and think you know what one day I'm going to get myself to Bramham so it's still the dream we're still working there but you know everybody's got to have a dream haven't they? Absolutely. And, you know, aim high. And you just put those small steps in and eventually you don't know where you end up, do you? And that's it. You you have to live your dream. Absolutely. So, I mean, some people may recognise you from Series 6 of Love Island. You were in the Castro Moor um, house, weren't you? Could you tell us about the whole experience? I mean, that must have just been, it, it literally is a once in a lifetime opportunity, isn't it? And how did you juggle your horses when you were, you were away doing that? Uh, so... You know, I, I applied for the show because I come out of a six-year relationship and I was actually on a night out with my best friend and she was like, why don't you apply for Love Island? So I thought, you know what, I'm going to, like, I had nothing to lose. I was a little bit drunk at the time when I'd done my application, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and I thought, right, I'm, I'm just going to do it. So I sent my application in and two weeks later, I got a phone call and at first I thought it was one of my friends playing a prank on me. Um, and I said to the guy on the phone I was like can you send me like an email from like obviously ITV studios just so that I know that this isn't a wind up so he sent me the email um, and I went through quite um, like a intense casting process for the show Um, they they go very deep into like your mental health with regards to whether you're fit and okay to be in the public eye and I thought you know what right I've I'm not a very, I don't really care what people think about me. And I think if I was a complete different character, it would have probably ruined me, the show. Because since I've come out, it's not been the greatest, but I'll get into that. But, like, yeah, you know what? I had three weeks in South Africa, and I I met the nicest people. Obviously, I didn't get the screen time I wanted. The show is very set up. Of course. Um, but that's TV for you, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Like I said, I a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But horse-wise, um, I have a really good friend called Kerry Dickin. Right. She's a three-star eventer. And I messaged her and I was like, look, going away, Katie can kind of just go in the field. But Harry, my youngster, I thought, right, I, I need to do something with him because <laughs> I'm not getting on him after three weeks and not doing work. <laughs> So she was lovely and she let him stay at her house. He had a bit of holiday and she schooled him for me. She'd done a bit of show jumping on him for me. And he, you know, I tell you what, he came back a completely different horse. So I'm really? so glad I spent the money sending him somewhere professional. Then, yeah. you know, just letting, like, I'm really funny about who looks after my horses because nobody looks after them like you look exactly. after yourself. <laughs> um, so I thought, right, I'll send him there. I know he's okay, but it absolutely killed me because... I haven't been away from them since I've had them, really. 
apart from yeah. the odd week here and there, but three weeks I wasn't allowed contact with my family. I couldn't find out whether my horses were okay. So it was real, like really, really difficult. Um, mm. The first thing I'd done when I come home, I'd been traveling 19 hours. I went straight to the farm to see Katie because I thought, oh, like I miss <laughs> her so much, but um, I didn't get Harry back for another week because I booked like him in for a month at Kerry Dickens. But oh god, it was like I'd never seen him for like years. I cried my eyes out when I saw Aww. him. It was the, best the whole experience, ever. though. It must have been so moving. And like you say, when you you're kind of isolated there, you're going to meet strangers. You're in a different country. You you're sort of completely stripped away from your routine and the the people close to you who would normally provide support. And, and like you say, with something so artificial and that must have been very very challenging to know you've kind of got cameras on you all the time and it's it's even just the pressure to look good I guess on screen and things isn't it yeah I mean you always know that the cameras are there like you just can't switch out even when you're sleeping I was thinking oh god like I hope I don't like start talking in my sleep or I hope I don't <laughs> snore or let a little pump out you know um <laughs> but I was just thinking oh god like this is real because on my way there yeah. like until you actually get in the villa you don't realize like like it doesn't really hit you and I think there was a lot of big personalities in there like yeah. I'm more of like I sit back assess the situation and then I I come out my shell and I like obviously the cameras did do me dirty in there they, they didn't give me any airtime at all but at least I went in with my dignity and came out with it as well and I absolutely I was equestrian in there I did have I was so overwhelmed with the support that I had because everybody was just sharing it like oh my god there's an equestrian going in Love Island and I was like <laughs> yeah you know what I'm doing it for the girls who would rather wear muck boots and high heels um, <laughs> yeah but yeah you absolutely. know what? It, it was absolutely amazing um but when I come out obviously we didn't have our phones for three weeks so I didn't really know what to expect um mm. And you do, you do get quite a lot of trolls. I mean, I, I put things on my Instagram because I want to put it on. I don't put it on for the likes. I don't put it on for the comments. If I want to put some on, I'll put it on. But you get a lot of people. I think it's more jealousy than anything. Um, yeah. And as well, like, you, I tell you what, as well, I realise who my friends are since I came mm. Because... You get a lot of people who kind of like leech on you because of you've been on one of the biggest TV shows in the world. But then when you sit back and look, you think, no, like you weren't my friend before. So why do you want to be my friend now? Um, Absolutely. It's exactly the same at the farm. Like I'll be getting products sent to me, um, like PR products uh, for advertisement. And people just come out the woodwork because they think, oh, well, I'll latch on to her because you know, she's getting freebies, I might get a few, but it's not about that for me, like, at the end of the day, it's my job now, so yes. I, I don't know, it's it's a very difficult one, I feel like I get trapped very differently to what I did to start with, even just if I'm competing, for example, and someone recognises who I am, it's like, oh god, like, why is she here, type of thing, like, it, I don't know, it's hard to explain, like, it's almost as if because I've got a stupid blue tick next to my name, <laughs> I'm in, like, a complete different bubble now. I'm just a normal girl. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that whenever, sort of, I've met you in things, you know, you've always been really down to earth, and, and as you come across now, you know, that's exactly how you are. So it is really sad that, I guess, when you've put yourself in that kind of more the public eye people I guess they only view what they see at face value don't they so they've yeah. seen you go on a tv show but you know you, you've come out and you've done loads of great stuff since you know we, we've seen you kind of modeling the Vivendi clothing range and the Theraplate um photo shoot and video that you did that looked absolutely amazing everything from kind of the gold makeup on the horses and the you know popping champagne and leading those beautiful dogs I mean tell us about sort of some of the modeling work that you've done oh honestly I've been not sounding big-headed but I'm just so proud that I've actually done it but like I've had so many opportunities that I would never have in a million years uh since the show but the Theraplate mm. one for me was just like we've had such a rubbish year and it like everybody who works for 
the brand and everybody who was involved in that day just it was just absolutely amazing because I went just thinking that I was going to be modeling a few clothes I, I had no idea that all the stuff that happened was going to be happening like the big horse called Hugo he was just absolutely beautiful he was huge yeah. as well um covered in the gold leaves and then obviously the dogs came in um, but there's a lot of very exciting things for next year as well with the brand. And it's, I'm quite privileged as well because I'm not just like a, an equestrian model. I'm an international equestrian model now. Um, <laughs> because they're, they're all the way in Dubai, um, obviously France. Um, so my face is kind of like all over the world now, which is like just like I could only dream of that as a child. And the same with Vivendi, um, obviously I've worked really closely with Elizabeth who owns the company. She's an absolute uh, inspiration, uh, what she's been through, um, mm. how she set up her business and the whole story behind it. And I think if you're passionate about something and you get to work with something that you're passionate about, like it just makes everything so much more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, what kind of things do you need to do to prepare for these sort of roles then? Are you given like a brief or do you have to work really hard at kind of your fitness and things? I mean, I do see the occasional story on your Instagram of these amazing homemade brownies that you keep getting sent in the post and things. And I'm thinking, how is she eating those and looking like that? Oh, <laughs> what, what is it you do? I eat so much rubbish. I have no idea how I don't look like a Christmas pudding at the minute. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I think it's mainly the horses. Like you don't realize yeah. how how much on top of your weight the horses keep you in trim. But I mean, I do go to the gym, um, and I have like my own little routine where I do sit ups and squats every night. Um, and I feel really guilty if I haven't done it. So sometimes it's like three in the morning. I'm like, right, I'm going to do my sit ups and squats because I never done it earlier. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I kind of I get a brief, and they tell me like what size clothes they are. So if I've been eating a lot, um, I tend to, well, yeah, I tend to hammer the gym, um, especially if I'm going to have like my stomach out or if something's going to be like a little bit, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Revealing. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit more revealing. Um, yeah. Like, I, see, I still get self-conscious. I am very confident in front of the camera. I feel like, obviously, in my agency, I'm classed as a curve model because I'm small yeah. on top, big on the bottom, but that's why I enjoy modeling riding clothes because I am a real shape of a, a real rider. I'm not stick thin. I'm not like a, a fuller girl, but I am very curvy. Yeah. So it kind of gives you like a good impression of how the clothes fit, etc. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I still stress out the night before I shoot because I'm thinking, oh my God, have I done this? Have I done this? And especially if you've travelled quite far for the shoot, like I travelled to Sheffield for um, the Theraplate shoot, um, and obviously I had to stay overnight. Yeah. And I always forget something. I'm so forgetful. But yeah, it's you know what? It's just good fun, and I think if you enjoy it, then it's not like going to work. No, that's it. And so you, you'd said as well that you have a full-time job. So is that on top of kind of your sideline of modelling stuff or do you class your modelling as your full-time job now? Um, so my full-time job is my modelling. But obviously with the pandemic and things, I haven't been able to get to shoots. So I worked in a jeweller's before I went on Love Island and got all these lovely opportunities. And I messaged my boss and I, I just, well, my old boss, and I just asked if they had any shifts and they were like, you know what, Jade, you're welcome to come back anytime you like. We'll give you a shift all through Christmas. So if it, to be honest, if it wasn't for Market Cross Jewelers, I, I don't know what I'd have done because it's just been such a difficult time, obviously, with the lockdown and things. And mm. horses need feeding. Obviously, I've got bills to pay. Um, so I am very lucky in that sense to still be able to live a normal life and um, have like a normal job but I think that's what grounds me because I work with just normal everyday people and that's what I am like I, I wouldn't ever class myself as anything different you know um, yeah. but I quite enjoy it I enjoy it I just chat everybody's little heads off every day and uh, <laughs> yeah everyone calls me smiler at work because I'm always smiling but one thing um, you kind of sort of hinted about earlier was you said when you came back from Love Island, you know, th things could be a little bit negative and you've talked about sort of this idea of fake friends and things. And I guess one of the things 
that goes alongside your reality TV, I guess, is the build of social media. Mm-hmm. And we know about your Instagram account at Jade Affleck. Um, could you maybe tell us about some of the sort of more positive or, or negative experiences that you have had and how you've dealt with them? Yeah, so um, obviously I've got a management agency um, and they kind of like guide me to tell me what to do to like grow my followers or keep my followers like um, engaged, etc. And especially when you've, I had like 400 followers before I went on the show <laughs> and I've come out to like 20,000. I mean, I know it's not as much as everybody else, but it's still a lot more than 400. Um, Absolutely. If you had 20,000 people stood outside of your house now, that would look pretty terrifying, wouldn't oh, it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think the thing is, because more, like, I'm not going to lie to you, most of them are strangers, and it's like, you you are kind of, like, exposed to so many people who don't know you, and mm. everybody wants to know a little bit about you, so I thought, right, I'll do it a live, so it was the first ever live that I'd done on my own, and this one person was just digging and digging and digging and things like that don't normally bother me and I couldn't believe that it it upset me but it did and like Mm. I was you know when you just because it's silent obviously when you're doing a live on your own and you're waiting for people to like pop up and ask you a question and then you can talk I felt like all I could see was all this negativity and it just just broke me down so that didn't go very well Um, and then obviously after that live I got so many nice comments and I thought you know what that out of that one person that was being nasty there was about 500 people viewing that live and mm. I got so I was so overwhelmed with how nice everybody was being I thought you know what Jade like it's just one person but I do get the odd message being like you're irrelevant or um like Aww. I don't even know who you think you are type of thing or you edit your photos I'm not being funny, but if I ever spot on my face, then yeah, I will. I will take it off. Or every everybody has their insecurities, don't they? I never edit my body um, in any way because if you see me in real life and I have a really skinny waist on my my photo, then you're gonna notice in real life if I don't have one, you know. Um, mm. But I think it, it if I wasn't a really strong person, I think it would have completely broke me by now. Yeah, it's just so sad that people feel the need to behave that way. And I can completely identify. I mean, I I recently started writing for Showing World magazine and I've put together kind of, um, it comes out every other month and I do sort of a like a feature on mindset for that. And one of the things I kind of commented on within the article, the, the sort of introductory one was how if I got, if I posted a photo on Facebook and 400 people commented something positive, but then I read elsewhere on another page, you know, if I say if I'd won the class and somebody said, oh, you know, I thought such and such should have, should have won, it breaks me. And not just for about five minutes, I'll obsess over it for about six months and completely lose the plot. So you can understand how when you are in the public eye, you're under a lot of scrutiny and, and people do feel so readily able to just cast their opinion um, as if it's kind of, you know, monumental and factual. And it, it's so disappointing, really, that human beings feel the need to behave that way with one another. And, you know, the, this keyboard warrior culture, it, it really does have such a massive impact on people's mental health. It's something I see in school quite a lot, obviously, with the cyberbullying side of things. And, you know, obviously, you said you went under kind of quite intense um interviewing within the selection process before you went on the show and we can obviously link that to the tragic two suicides that we had one of which Sophie Graydon who I got to know when I did Miss England back in 2007 she was a lovely girl and you would have never have known that she had so many difficulties because you know on Instagram she just looked like this girl who was smiley and happy and beautiful and had it all going for her and you just really don't know what people have got going on do you in their personal lives and it's that whole thing of Instagram versus reality yeah oh absolutely and I think a lot of people forget that you're just a normal person and you do have feelings but it does it does absolutely break you like you say um you see one negative comment you obsess over it like I like it's like me on my life I thought oh my god like this one person just will not give me a rest and I it, it did it completely mm. broke me I thought I'm not this type of person why is it bothering me um, but now I just have a mindset where if, 
if I like it and I want to do it, I'm going to do it, whether people like it or not. And some people, I'm a bit like Marmite me, I think. Some people hate <clears> me or hate me, but at the end of the day, no, not everybody is going to like you. And I think the people who obviously want to break you down and say negative things, that's obviously what they're insecure about themselves. So I feel sorry Absolutely. for them. But it is what it is. And like I say, not everybody's nice. So, I mean, obviously, you've re you've referred to Vivendi, you've referred to Theraplate. Have you got any other companies lined up that you're hoping to do sort of photo shoots with or work alongside? Um, I can't really reveal a lot, um, but I have got some very exciting things lined up for next year already. And they are with very well-known brands. That's all I can say. Ooh. Some very exciting things coming. And also, I've got the opportunity to ride a stallion that's very well known but yeah that's coming next year and um, i'll be working alongside the owners and um i'll be getting some good content with the horse i'm gonna be mainly doing horsey things because that's what i like to do i'm gonna kind of go for my dream and that is just being a, an equestrian model so hopefully next year is going to be completely different and my dreams will come true but you never know. We never know what's going to happen now, do we? <laughs> I know that's it. I mean, it's impossible to even say sort of what have you got lined up with kind of eventing plans and everything for next year, because who knows what's going to run. I mean, and, you know, this time last year, everybody was set up and ready to go. And then here came coronavirus in March and then nothing went ahead. And I guess, I, I mean, I've taken part in a couple of sort of online shows and things and just you just try to keep ticking over, really, don't you? Yeah, you're back to square one again, especially with my youngster. Um, obviously, I've been retraining him. Um, he's been going brilliantly. He absolutely loves jumping. And I, I've had him out schooling over a few places. So this year was really getting him out doing a few, you know, like little hunter trials, letting him see everything. But again, you can't even really hire places, can you? I think so. I'm hoping that next year is mine and Harry's year. <laughs> Yeah, very best of luck for that. I did see your cross-country pictures not that long ago. I think it was a few weeks ago, and they looked really good. Yeah, oh, Katie's an absolute little machine. She'll just jump absolutely anything. She's one of them you'd never have, you'd never be able to replace. She'd never be able to find another one. She's just one. Yeah. She's brilliant. And so is she kind of home for life with you, or do you think you'll either, ever sell either of the two of them or maybe add to your collection with a third? You know what? I, I, a few years ago obviously when I got Harry, it was to replace Katie and then it come to selling her and I was getting all this interest and it was just upsetting me when I was talking to the people on the phone because I was talking about how amazing she was and I was thinking, do I really want to do it? But I've had it 10 years now and I just think, you know what, no, you're here for life. And then the back end of, well, a, a couple of months ago, I put Harry up for sale because I didn't know what was going on with my job. Obviously, I didn't know whether I could afford to have two. And I had a lovely family interested in him. Um, and then it came around to actually letting him go. And I just thought, why am I doing this? I've put like three years working. I've had him since two-year-old. And I thought, I can't do it. So obviously, when I, I got given uh, some hours in my other job, I thought, right, I'll do absolutely anything have both of them so I've been working my little mm. bum off and yeah I've still got him I don't think I could ever part with him I you know when you just get too attached and I've got such a bond with him and he just works so yeah. lovely he's just such a lovely person even though he's a horse if you know what I mean he's got yeah. temperament and I just thought why I can't even write in the advert I was crying because I thought why, why am I having to do this um but yeah, no, they're both there for life. I would love another one, but I just think I wouldn't be able to put in 100% with him if I had a third. So I think I'm yeah. going to stop at two. And would you be tempted if you were ever in a position to get a third to go down the sort of retraining of race horses route again? Or is one thoroughbred enough? <laughs> um, I, I'd love tra retraining Harry, but I think you've got to really invest a lot of time into it and you've got to be 100% dedicated. And obviously, because I have been with him, everything's turned out great. But I think if I didn't put in as much effort as I did with him, that I don't think I would have had the same 
enjoyment, if you know what I mean. It's been lovely to do it once, yeah. but I feel like it's it's a very difficult job. And it as well, Harry never actually raced. He was just in training, so it was a lot easier to retrain him, whereas if I'd got one one like fresh off the track, I feel like it would have took a lot longer than what it has with him. Yeah, they do take a lot of work, don't they? I mean, I absolutely adore the thoroughbred breed. I think you can't beat it. They're so genuine. They're so beautiful and elegant. And of course, versatile. We see them doing everything from eventing to kind of Grand Prix dressage to all the showing classes available. But to, I guess, get through all of their various issues and ailments that they can have after racing, yeah. mentally get them on slide and keep them kind of up to weight, It's it really is a full-time job in itself. And um I've had great fun sort of doing what I've done with, with retraining of race horses, but I, you know, I just, I don't feel like I've got it in me anymore yeah. time-wise or, or money-wise to do it anymore. It's just exhausting. Yeah, oh, it is definitely. I, I take my hat off to you because your retraining race horse is absolutely stunning. Um, oh, thank you. It does, like you say, it does, it completely takes it out of you. It's like another full-time job. Like you say, keeping the weight on them and, and making them look how they are, you it just doesn't happen mm. overnight. Absolutely not. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. So are there any other brands that you would like to shout out? You talked about sort of getting sent products and things, and I think I've seen you with some of those amazing stirrups that I would like. Oh, no, <laughs> what other things could you shout I out? I absolutely love the tech stirrups. Um, I'm very lucky to obviously be part of their team. Um, I have an amazing sponsor who, Dali Lifestyle, and they kind of kick me out with all the, the latest gear. Um, I know I've got some Flexons. They're amazing for balance, by the way. So if anybody is obviously struggling with a bit of balance, they are so stable on your feet. I just cannot believe how good they are for jumping. Um, as well, I right. absolutely love horse hoods. I've had a few pairs of leggings sent from them. They are so comfortable. You know, I've just I've been completely spoiled this year thinking about it. Tika Escadron, um, I've got a few coats from them, and they keep me so warm. Yeah, even Supercross Country, um, I haven't been gifted anything from them, but I use their products all the time. And um, I think with them being a small business as well, it's important to you know back these small businesses because at the end of the day, they can't continue if you don't support them. So. Absolutely. The, the girls who obviously uh, work for them over there, they're great. And every time I message them or ask a little query, they're always lovely. And yeah, I, in general, like I say, I've been completely spoiled thinking about it. I've got more riding clothes than I know what to do with. Hmm. Oh, that's amazing. And you know, you're doing a great job to promote the companies as well. Like you say, it's really important to promote these small businesses and you're doing your bit by showing their clothes and, and showing how to do it right. And I think people just think you just get sent some free stuff, take a photo and move on, but they don't realise the partnership you build and actually to get the right images and, and word the caption right and to continue with that relationship with that brand, it does take a lot of, a lot of hard work really. And, you know, it, to be able to to work with multiple companies and make sure you're hitting their un unique selling points and that I guess you're, you're being quite creative with your posts as well you know it's not a job for just anybody really no, is it? it is very it's very demanding I'd say all the brands that I work with um they're all so lovely um I'm just very very privileged to be able to do it to be honest so I thought, Jade, to finish, we could play a little bit of a game, a bit of a quick fire round, do a bit of a quiz, a bit of a this or that yeah. game. So what do you prefer, skull cap or peak tap? Skull cap. Flat racing or national hunt national racing? Hunt. Chestnuts or greys? Chestnuts. Sash or a trophy? Sash. Cross country or Cross show country. jumping? Britches or leggings? leggings? Schooling or hacking. hacking? Horses or ponies? Ponies. <laughs> Olympia or horse, horse of the year show? Mare or gelding? gelding? And then final two questions. Who's your favourite celebrity rider or your favourite famous horse? Right, I love Allegro for famous horse. I just think he's amazing. And favourite celebrity yeah. rider? You know, Olivia Bowen, she's brilliant and 
she's just new to the horsey world, really. She's followed her dreams. And you know what? Go for it because everybody has a dream and she's just made it possible. So I, I love watching her and Dolly on her um, new Instagram. So if anybody's not following her, follow her because it's just Aww. I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Horse Feed UK podcast, Jade. Um, it's been absolutely lovely to interview you today. Please keep in touch with some of your new projects that you've got coming up, and hopefully we could get you back on the show next year to track your progress with those things. So if you haven't followed Jade already, it's at Jade Affleck on Instagram. And Jade, have you, you said you're on Facebook. Have you got a YouTube channel or anything that you'd like to I shout out? I haven't actually got a YouTube channel. I'm literally just on Instagram at the minute. But like I say, bigger and better things are coming next year. So just keep your eyes out. But thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, honestly, anytime. Have a lovely you Christmas, too. Jade. Bye. Thank you, bye. A big thank you to Samantha Osborne and Jade Affleck. We hope that you found that interview as interesting as we did. Coming up next, we're joined by the dressage coach for some top training tips. And of course, we've got our social media shout outs. So stay tuned after this short break for those. <laughs> training tips with the dressagecoach.com. Hi guys, it's Maddie from The Dressage Coach here. Today's training tip is going to be about how to introduce leg yield. So what we want to do is we want to have a going walk first so that it gives you plenty of time to get an idea what you want to do and it gives the horse a bit more time. So if we turn down at the three quarter line and we look to ride a diagonal line Back to the track now it's worth just riding a couple of these so the horse gets the idea that they're turning down the three-quarter line continuing along for a little bit and then going to make a diagonal line back towards the track so ride that a couple of times and then come around do that so you start with the horse facing where you want him to go then just gently apply your inside leg back a little bit so that you're starting to push the quarters across don't worry if you're training a little bit remember we're introducing the horse to this and he's got to learn but remember keep showing him that you want him to go back to the track once you've done this and the horse has started to get the idea then when you turn down the three-quarter line and you ride straight first then you start to ride that diagonal line back you've put your leg back your inside leg back to encourage the quarters to start stepping over then take a little bit of counterflexion so you're bending the horse towards the inside of the arena so away from the direction you're traveling in just so that you're getting a little bit of bend that helps to free the shoulders and allows the, sh the front legs to step over a little bit more so we're going to add that in now so you're still putting that leg back and you're going to ask the horse across this is the best way to introduce leg yield to the horse. We've kept it nice and simple for you. We've kept it nice and simple for the horse. Now, some horses will actually find this easier to do in trot. Uh, that's absolutely fine. Have a go in the trot. If they find it easier, great. If they don't, if that becomes more of a problem, go back to the walk and just keep walk working on it in the walk. Okay, guys, I hope that was helpful. If there's anything else you'd like me to give a tip on, either let me know at the dressage coach or let the wonderful guys at the Horsefeed UK know and we'll get that done for you. Thanks. See you soon. Bye. Join the dressage coach hub today for loads of great content, support and offers only at the dressagecoach.com. Hi guys, it's Maddie from The Dressage Coach here. I'm really pleased to be able to reveal a brand new part of The Dressage Coach, which we've called The Dressage Coach Hub. Now we've been working on the hub for around a year and although COVID gave us a really good reason to accelerate the development of this, we wanted to spend the right amount of time to make sure it was just right. And now I'm really excited to be able to pull the curtain back and show you what we've been working on. 
So the hub is the core part of the dressage coach, which in itself is all about providing everyone, no matter where they are, how old they are, or what their ability is, uh, the opportunity for quality coaching on their horse. Hub takes that one step further and is designed to help riders work on several aspects of themselves and their horses to be able to get the very best from their riding. Of course, much of what we look at uh, in the hub is incredibly useful for your life in general too. The hub is made up of four main areas which are mind, body, well-being and of course riding. Uh, each area has several sections within it and that looks at specific things. So for instance in mind we look at confidence, performance mindset and goal setting. Our well-being section covers yoga, meditation and sleep. Um, the body section looks at nutrition and that includes weight loss and performance nutrition. Uh, it also looks at fitness and hydration. And the riding section, well, that's full of loads of information around schooling, rider biomechanics, pole work. And actually, it's where you're going to find the link to the Horse Feed UK podcast as well. We also have our Hub Members Facebook group, which we um, have purely for people who are members of the Hub. Um, it's set up to provide a supportive and positive environment for the members to engage with each other. Uh, each day we do a daily check-in where we ask a couple of questions and members get involved with that and uh, it keeps them on track and accountable to themselves and it's a really fantastic system. Of course, you don't have to do that, but it's there and so far it's proved really popular. Uh, members also have free access to all of my e-learning courses and e-books as well as free access to our monthly live workshops where we're having uh, several guest speakers in. The uh, workshops are run on Zoom and we'll be covering a variety of topics. Uh, so, for instance, January's one, we're going to be running a live goal setting workshop so we can find out what it is you want to do this year and get you going on the path to achieving that. Uh, February, um, I'm actually going to be joined by my husband who is going to talk about how everyday people can easily get fit and lose weight without going on any of these specific diets and without having to join a gym or get a personal trainer, how we can actually do it ourselves. And he's going to share his story and how he managed to um, actually lose six stone in six months without the help of a personal trainer, without going on any fad diets, just through a really good mindset-based um, process. And then in... March, we've got Sophie from Sophie Wright Homeopathy joining us to talk about homeopathy for horse and rider and how it can be a real, real help and benefit to both. So, as you can see, we're, we're already quite busy. Our members also get access to special offers and discounts, which we're always adding to with a wide variety of retailers and manufacturers. So that's just the start. We've got loads in the pipeline coming too, with more areas being developed and more content coming. We are continually adding content to the hub. So don't think that once you're on there, that's all there is. We are updating it practically weekly. Um, hub membership is available at two levels, Hub and Hub Plus. So Hub gets access to everything I've talked about and Hub Plus that is everything I've talked about and it adds on an online coaching session once a month. Now, whether that be uh, you want to do a uh, remote mounted coaching session or you want to do a, a mindset coaching session, that's totally up to you, but that's included in the cost of Hub Plus. So the Hub membership is £25 a month. And if you sign up to our mailing list, you'll get a code for £5 off your uh, first month too. So signing up is really easy. Just head over to thedressagecoach.com and click sign up and uh, it'll take you through the rest. So I'm really hoping I'm going to see some of you on the hub soon. Uh, take care, guys, and speak to you soon. Bye. A big thank you to Maddie for another amazing tip.
If you want to find out more, head over to thedressagecoach.com. It's got everything that you need for your online coaching and training, which now that we can't get instructors out or travel is more relevant than ever. It doesn't matter what level of riding you're at, there's something there for everyone. In a future show, we've got Cheryl, one of our brand ambassadors. She's just started out and she's doing British dressage and she's keen to let you all know that it is something that everybody can get involved in. We've got some social media shout outs now. Samantha Osborne wants to shout out to Equine Studies where Sam is currently doing her level five in Equine Behavioural Science. She also wants to give a shout out to Men and Tail. They do amazing human hair products. We also want to shout out to Samantha Rigby, Maddie Birchall, Grace Wallace, Kerry Lou Dawson-Bell and Dan AP. Also to brand ambassador Kaz.Lou, Too Old to Fall Off, Lucy J. Richards Eventing, Debbie Haar, Floyd and Vincent, The Fairytale Mum and Jake the Gypsy Cobb. We've got some future guests that we also want to shout out. We're really excited for these interviews. We're going to have Rookery Equine coming on the show soon, Horse Search and the Country Physio. Don't forget to check them out on Instagram and Facebook. If you guys want to shout out on the show or want to give a friend or an instructor a special mention, all you have to do is drop us a DM on Instagram over at The Horse Feed UK or you can contact us at the website thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. Well, that's all from us over here at the Horse Feed UK. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. As always, we're constantly on the lookout for new guests and people to feature on the show. So let us know if you've got any suggestions. We are also looking for rider reviews and any rider rants. These can be anonymous. If there's anything that's really bugging you about the equestrian community or anything that you want to rave about, drop us a DM and we'll get you on the show. Until next time, stay safe and happy riding. Hello, baby. This episode of the Horse Feed UK podcast was produced by me, your host, Sam. With a big thank you to Amy Bolin for co-hosting the intro segment and to Samantha Osborne for guest hosting. Our current cover star is Steel Blue Native. A great way to support our show right now is to head over to the website thehorsefeeduk.co.uk, check out our merchandise and enter one of our brilliant photo competitions. <laughs>